Please be seated. Well, we're going to do a little something different tonight. I'm not used to preaching to the adults, okay? So forgive me in advance. So I'm not used to standing on a stage. So tonight I brought in my own pulpit. <laughs> um, I'm going to stand with all you guys, okay? So I'm the youth pastor. So this is what I do. I stand, I stand down there, okay? So... Uh, if you want to turn your Bible, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm actually teaching a lesson that we've been going through. So I, the teens probably know what it is. Let's hope they know what it is. Jaden, do you know what it would be? What would it be? No, that was my dad, man. Now, now I'm sad. Addy? Strongholds. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It's like, yeah, now I know. Versus, the reason we're doing this is because we've been going through this with the team. Me and the teens, we've been going through it. So I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of the content to now, if it sounds smart, it probably wasn't my words. Okay? Uh, but, uh, but it's been very, very helpful in my life. Um, hopefully to the teens as well, but it's an area in our life that I think the devil uses very heavily. Speaker, short tonight, but I think this could be helpful to all of us, okay? Not just the teens, I think this could be helpful to all of us. So 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, this is what it says. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but a mighty God to the pulling down of strong, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted and bringing into captivity every thought. I thank you for this day. I thank you for everything given. And Lord, I just, tonight as I'm speaking, I pray that you'd help it to benefit someone. I pray that you'd help us um, to just take this passage and Help, help us to learn from it tonight, Lord, and pray also. Amen. I said strongholds is thing the devil uses very heavily in the world we get. I 100% believe that. Before we get started, we got to understand what a stronghold is. Okay, so what is a stronghold? Now, I'm a youth pastor. What we do in youth classes, we talk. Okay? So, not in, maybe not in context of this verse, but if somebody were to say, okay, anybody, anybody else? Well, the first thing I think of is the Alamo. I don't know why. It wasn't a very good fortress, obviously. Uh, but but uh, that's the first thing I think of. Anybody else? Nothing? Teens, you can talk too, okay? Okay, so it would be a stronghold would be a fortified city. Everybody would agree with that, right? A fortified city. The place you'd go if the enemy's attacking, you go to your stronghold. Okay, and you fight from your stronghold, you have the advantage. Okay, a stronghold would not be a place that would be into or, or break down or conquer the enemy if they're in their stronghold. Okay, so a stronghold, has been fortified so as to. This is the dictionary definition. So if you don't like it, 
Top to the dictionary. Sorry. Okay. So, strongholds refer to an example of a physical stronghold, okay, um, would be Jericho. Now, Jericho was a good stronghold. Am I right? And, I mean, nobody wanted to fight against Jericho. Nobody wanted to attack Jericho because they knew they'd lose. Okay, and this, and this stronghold they built, I mean, they had to build it. it. took time, probably one brick at a time, and you have plenty of people working, many bricks at a time, but it took time. And they had to build it one brick at a time, put them on top of each other, build the put them back on, and build this fortified city. So a stronghold would be a place that is very hard to break down. It's a place that, that you would not want to attack. Because it's strong, it's firm. But in this passage, it's not talking about a physical stronghold. Okay, it's talking about a spiritual stronghold. So what would a spiritual stronghold be? Anybody? Teens, I don't know if I should let you answer, because you should know the answer. Maybe I should, see if they do. No, anybody? What would a spiritual stronghold be? Okay, that's a good, that's a good example. Anybody else? What would a stronghold be if you had if you had to explain it to someone? What would you say? Anybody else? Okay, I guess I'll. A hand? No, no. <laughs> I got excited. Okay. We'll tell you. Spiritual and emotional strongholds. The reason Satan loves this is because stronghold is something, if he gets it in your mind and he gets you to dwell on it and he gets you to focus on it, it's something that's fortified in your mind. It's something so strong that it's really hard to break. Not impossible, but really hard. Now, I got to tell you, you can't break it. Okay, Jericho, if the Israelites would have went in and didn't do what God said, would they have won that battle? I think we all would say no. Okay, they would have, they would have lost very bad. But there is a way to break strongholds, and that's only God. We can't do it ourselves, so it's only through God. Now, a spiritual stronghold is something that the devil has convinced you is correct, is right, maybe okay for your life, but it would be contrary to God's word. And I, I, I truly believe there are a lot of Christians in the world we live in today who live with these in their life. And some of us don't even know they're there. So, how does a stronghold get there? Next question. In class, okay? No, it's not, but help me out here. Okay? Culture, okay, that's a good one. Culture. Anybody else? Peer pressure. That's. Yes, sir? Sin. Yep. How do they get there? How do strongholds get there? Go to Joshua chapter 7. See, did you want to answer? No? Okay. 
you probably are going to steal my answer. Joshua 7, verse 21. I thought, I, I thought this was really interesting. I, I really like this passage in context with strongholds. Joshua 7, 21. This is what it says. It says, when I saw among the spoils of goodly Babylonish garment. Does anybody know who it's talking about here? Anybody? Hands? Anybody? Achan. It's talking about Achan, okay? And Achan, they had just defeated Jericho. They went into the city, and what did God command them not to do? Take anything. Okay, they said, this is God's. This is not for you to take. Don't touch it. Okay, so read the context. When I saw among the spoils goodly Babylonish garment, 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold, and a 50 shekels weight, when I coveted them, and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth, in the midst of my tent, and silver under it. Now, did Achan sin here, yes or no? Yeah, he did. He did exactly what God had told him not to do. Now, I truly believe in my heart, when he to Jericho, he probably was not planning on stealing everything. But there was a process here. And strongholds come in our life through a process. Now, here's the process. In, in that verse, it says, he saw among the spoils. Okay, so the first thing that happened is he saw it. Okay, and after he saw it, he thought about it. He said, ooh, that's a lot of money. Those are nice clothes. I'd really like those. But after he thought about it, then he desired it. In the, in the verse, it says he coveted it. He wanted it. And there was a process here. He saw, he thought, he coveted, and then he acted. So his eyes affected his mind, and his mind affected his actions. Now, I, I, um, I, told, I told the teens a story. Okay, and this is not a true story, okay? But let's just say, for example, there's this man. Let's say he lives in New York City, Why not? okay? And every day he walks to work, okay? And as he walks to work every day, he walks by the nice bank, lots of money. And he walks by the bank every day. He never really thinks anything of it. But one day, he walks by this bank, and he starts thinking, man, that bank probably has a lot of money in it. Now, is there anything wrong in that? Yes or no? No. So he thinks, he's like, ah, there's probably a lot of money in that bank. And he continues to walk. And, you know, day two, three, four, five, six, seven, he's like, man, there's probably a lot of money in that bank. And he's thinking about it. And, you know, day, day nine, he's walking by, and he's like, if I were going to rob that bank, now, I would never do it, but if I was going to, how would I do it? And, you know, every walks to work, he's walking to work, you know, months. And he starts, security's kind of like it. And, he, and he's thinking about it, and he, and he finally has this brilliant plan. And then, you know, he, he walks by thinking, well, I wouldn't really do it, but I would know how. They're not, I could figure it, I figured it. You know, and then he continues, and he's like, you know, those guys, they're not very smart. I should probably steal the money because I need to show them that they're, they're lacking. 
And you know, maybe he thinks about that for months. And finally, he convinces himself that, you know, actually, he probably deserves the money because he knows how to get it. He works hard. He shouldn't have to work that hard every day. And he's convinced himself that he deserves that money in that bank. And that's how strongholds come in our life. And you say, wow, that's a jump. It is, but it takes time. Listen, a wall doesn't build itself in a night. A stronghold isn't built like that. It takes time. It takes thought. And a spiritual stronghold starts when you let the devil find and you allow it to linger there. And it lingers long enough that you think about it more and more and it continues to build and build. Dr. He said this, behind every strategy of human character lies a long process of wicked thinking. Listen, a thief doesn't wake up one day and just say, I'm going to be a thief. It starts somewhere. One day and say, I'm not. It starts somewhere. Life's. Well, there's nothing wicked about this thought I have. But when we allow it to dwell and we continue to think on it, then there's a problem. So let's talk about a couple examples of strongholds. Okay, so, so what are some examples of strongholds? Let's start in the passage we're looking at. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. Okay, if you don't turn there, you don't turn there, but we'll get back to it eventually. In the passage here, Paul is writing to the Corinthian church. And at this time, the Corinthian church had come spies to hate and reject what Paul was saying. Now, Paul was the one who led them to Christ. Paul was the one who started the church. Paul was the one who was guiding them in spiritual truth. But they had come to the point where they despised everything he had said because of rumors, because of gossip, because of little things he had done wrong. He writes this to Hey, listen, you got to pull down those strongholds. You got to get them out. Because if you allow them to stay there, it's going to hurt. It made Paul the bad guy. In the world we live in today, <laughs> we make our pastors the bad guy. Well, he said this to me. He didn't visit me when I was in the hospital. I mean, I mean, now, pastor does a really good job at keeping up with everything. I've, I don't know how he does it, okay? <laughs> I told my mom today, I was like, I always thought I wanted to be a pastor until I got, I, I got, I got going and I'm, I'm scared of it now. <laughs> no, but the, the truth is, our pastor does a really good job, but you know what? Pastor is a human being. And I promise you this, I love pastor to death, but because will do things wrong. And when he does, if you allow it to stay in your life, if you allow it the thought 
to stay there. If you dwell on it, if you think, you might think, well, it's not a big deal. I just am a little upset because he didn't offer me coffee at church. Uh, that's silly, okay? Well, I'm a little and that probably was about me. I'm sure he's not preaching. He says things about me all the time. <laughs> and it's good for me. And he told a story about me and my And I was like, he didn't ask me if you could say that. It's kind of embarrassing. I guess I work for him. He can do whatever he wants, right? <laughs> but the truth is, if we allow those little we make him the bad guy. And at first, you this. After a while, when you dwell on it, when you think about it, this way, you're adding brick. And he's preaching, and it is exactly what you need. And you can't even hear it. Because there's a wall in the way. And it's stopping you from hearing what he has to say. Now, pastors are not the only one make the bad guy. Kids, we make our parents the bad guys. We do. We say, well, they didn't raise me exactly the way I th think we should have been raised. They never gave me an allowance. My dad didn't give me enough of an allowance. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I just had to get it out here. You know, my dad's here. And, okay, now I'm better. Okay, stronghold gone. No, I was kidding. But if we allow those thoughts about our parents to stay in our lives, it builds into a stronghold. This happens with our bosses. I worked at a Bible college, and... Um, I was second in command in our kitchen. And there would be people who were really angry and upset with the number one. Because I didn't get enough hours. Because this and this and this. And you know what? We're in Bible college. It hurts their spiritual life. And if you allow a stronghold in your work life, it will hurt your spiritual life. You know, do it to teachers, to the youth pastor. Okay, keep that one in mind, okay? Just kidding, I'm just kidding. But there's other examples of strongholds, okay? The stronghold of unbelief. Now, most of you would say, well, I'm a saved, I'm saved, I know I'm on my way to heaven, but that's not the unbelief I'm talking about. Okay, there is a stronghold of belief that can be in your life if you think, well, God's not going to it. At first, what happens? something the way we want and we allow it to dwell and we think on that and then it becomes life this unbelief that God's going to take care of any situation I'm beyond this one has been hard for me lately I'm just being honest with you guys because I want to get a house and God you told me if I live right and I do right, you'll provide for me. I need a house. And if I, but if I allow that to dwell, if I think on it, and I have before, I'm guilty, but I have to get it out. 
because if I think on it, it will become this stronghold for the rest of my life. I'm not going to allow God, I'm not going to believe that God's going to take care of my finances, the desires I have, or the things I need. There's other ones. There's unforgiveness. Now, I think a lot of us would know this one. Okay, unforgiveness. You know what? It's one of those I don't want to just brush over because it's a with unforgiveness. Live life with this attitude of, well, they did me wrong. Uh, somebody said this one time. I can't remember. Somebody told me this. That's not biblical. I'm sorry. It's not. God forgives and forgets. Now, don't let him take advantage of you again. I understand that. But you have to allow God to help you. You have to forgive. If you don't, if you're strong, I'm telling you this, it affects every area in your life unforgiving toward my dad because he didn't give me enough. But if I allow that to stay there, it affects my relationship with Brother Jack. It affects my relationship with Pastor. And it affects every relationship. And when strongholds are in your life, the reason the devil loves it is because it's a fortified city. It's hard to break them down. The truth is, they mess up everything in your life. Stronghold of priorities. Now, this one is huge. Because in our culture, we allow our culture to influence our priorities. Parents should influence priorities. I hope they're the right ones. But the truth is this, God is number one, parents are number one. And if parents are telling teens and kids to do something contrary of God's word, I'm sorry, God's right. We allow this priorities to become a huge stronghold in life because it starts with, well, I'm just, because this is important. And then it builds and well, all this is going on, I can't be at church. Well, if I miss Wednesday night, not a big deal. Rose. I'm going to listen to God in this portion of Scripture. I'm sorry, if you say that, eventually it will be everything. Because there is a stronghold in your The answer is no. Israelites would have walked into Jericho, took their spears, their bonus, whatever they had back then, okay, and fought and did not do what God told them to do, they would have lost very badly. 
But because they did exactly what God told them to do, not easy. No way they should have won the miracle, but they did because God did it for them. And there is no way you should defeat the strongholds in your mind and in your life, but because God is in your life, and if you allow God to do the work, you can. And it's a big because these strongholds are strong. That's Break a stronghold down. It is hard to forgive someone that you haven't forgiven in 20 years. It's hard pastor when you're upset about something that happened three years ago. But it has to stop or it will hurt your So how do we tear down these strongholds? Okay, defeat, defeating strongholds is possible. In 2 Corinthians 10 4, and we're there, it says for the weapons for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God. Now here it says there are weapons of our warfare. Now, anybody, anybody have an idea what these weapons would be? Class, come on. Hands, no, nobody? Come on, pretty easy questions. Miss Karen? The scripture. Yep. Anybody else? Prayer. Anybody else? I'm looking for one more. Faith. That's good, but that's not the one I was looking for. Wrong answer, Dad. No, I'm just kidding. I'm glad I don't live in this house anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Um, if, what, fasting. Okay, I would, I would put that under prayer, but, that, but true. Let's go to uh, Ephesians 6, 7. Okay. And I promised you I'd be short, but this is going longer than I thought it would. So we'll see. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 17, this is what it says. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with prayer and supplication. Now, obviously salvation is important. If you don't have God in your life, have strongholds. And without God, it's hard. But moving on from salvation, because I believe everyone here tonight, hopefully, is saved. Of the Lord, which is the Word of God. Listen, you can't tear down strongholds, but God's Word can. And the truth is this: we, we sometimes complain about well. Why is life not going right? Why do I have these problems in my life? Why am I so angry all the time? Why, is, why am I bitter? Why do I have problems? The answer might be you're not spending time in God's word. Because if you're not, problems come. 
Because the only way to fight spiritual battles is this. And if you're not spending time in God's word, you won't win. When God tempts you, or I'm sorry, God doesn't tempt. We know that verse. Okay. When the devil tempts you, you won't win if you're not spending time in God's word. Because this is the sword. This is how we fight. When there are those thoughts that come into your mind that are not right, that are not accurate, that are not correct, if we don't have scripture memorized to fight it off, we won't win. Because the devil is powerful. He is. Not as powerful as God, but the devil is powerful, and he wants to destroy you. The devil wants to destroy me. And he can if we don't have God's sword. If we don't have anything to fight him off, You will have strongholds in your life if you don't spend time in God's word. You will be unforgiving if you don't apply God's word to your life. The other thing in here is the Holy Spirit. It's the other one I was looking for. You know what? The Holy Spirit helps us. And we can fight battles against But if we're allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, he's not. If we're allowing the Holy Spirit to direct our steps, he can't do anything. So the other one is prayer. When you think things, and when strongholds start coming in your life, or if they're already there, Specifically, God, help me change my priorities. God, help me to forgive my pastor. God, help me to allow things that are in my life that are wrong to go. Specifically for you. And the truth is this. I'm going to be honest. I believe in here tonight, everyone has a stronghold. I truly believe that. I told you this book was really good for me. It wasn't because I enjoyed the read. It was because I had strongholds in my life. Some that I didn't even know were there. But they influenced my life and they stopped my relationship with God. And some strongholds will hurt your relationship with God and others more than others but they will hurt it. And if you have them in your life, you've got to get rid of them. But the only way is through God's word, doing exactly what he tells you to do. It's not easy. Oh, yeah, it's not easy to do exactly what God's word wants you to do. 
In the world we live in today, they've made it a lot harder. But if we don't, we allow strongholds. 